Welcome to The Cooldown, a Bailiwick Express podcast where we meet the people making the sports headlines. More active, more often, is a philosophy that has states backing. But is it doing all it can to make that happen? With a background of new publicly funded sports facilities being put on the back burner and funding pressures on a programme that broadens opportunities, I talked to the Guernsey Sports Commission Director of Communications, Nikki Will, about recommendations it made for improvements in 2021 that are still outstanding and what the future could hold for Beausajour. We begin by discussing the review of sports facilities that prompted it calling for change. So this was actually funded as part of the first year of Activate. Uh, and um, so we were commissioned um, to review all facilities, not just state-owned, uh, and actually sort of put together a proper um, spreadsheet document with every sports facility, size, you know, what the facility was, what it offered, whether there were toilets, changing rooms, you know, the size of the pitch, the size of the runoff. So you really had a comprehensive view of what there was in Guernsey. Um, so we put all of that together um, and, you know, that I think that's probably as comprehensive as it gets with regards to, um, you know, sports facilities. Uh, then out of that, we looked at some um, actions that we felt would be really important to move forward. And I think of those three actions or three recommendations that we took forward to the committee uh, for actioning um, are still live. So one of which was about... Uh, schools being able to access states owned sports facilities during the day so sort of curriculum time let's say nine till four for free because you still have the situation currently uh, that schools if they want to hire Footslane, let's say to run an athletics competition have to pay for it schools budgets are very squeezed um, and so you know i think that's one of the challenges that remains ongoing so we did take that to the committee and it was agreed that that would be looked at, but as far as we're aware, no further progress has been made on that. And what impact is that having on the schools at the moment? Um, I think, again, you, I don't want to really speak for the schools, but um, we know that PE budgets have been squeezed. Uh, we know that because our funding for Activate finished midway through last year, particularly for where we were supporting secondary school pupils, so we were going in, well, we were facilitating broadening the PE curriculum for secondary school pupils by taking them off-site. So being able to go and experience things like paddle tennis, stand-up paddleboarding, climbing. So really broadening their PE experience. But of course, we were paying to hire the facilities so that um, the, the young people could use them. So unfortunately, that part of the budget is still... Part of Activate, we're hoping to have some good news about Activate in the next few days, she says. Um, but, you know, at the moment, that's that's kind of on hold. So I think probably schools will tell you right now, secondary schools will tell you right now, is that the PE curriculum is, they're still delivering, but the breadth of it has contracted quite a bit. If they are looking to hire any other facilities outside of that, it's proving very challenging. And in... In terms of education's response, obviously they said they'd, they'd take it away and look at it, but what, do you know what the argument is for charging at the moment? Is there? No. No. And I think that is one of our sort of big frustrations, really. Um, 
we have a really great relationship with Beausajour. Um, you know, they are, if we're going to hold a community event, they're really supportive and really helpful. That's great. But I would say things like if you look at our On Your Marks holiday programme that we run every school holiday year round, apart from Christmas, uh, and over the last three years that has grown. Uh, whereas, you know, maybe five years ago we probably had 40 kids. Uh, the youngest ones we would only have for one hour. Now we have 100 kids. They're all staying for three hours. Um, you know, we've kept our charges for that, you know, our fees for that as low as possible. So £5 for the morning is just going up to £7.50 for the morning. Um, and it's so popular it sells out within 24 hours. We have a social investment fund grant for that to help us manage the costs. But that grant is for for last year was around £37,000, 12 and a half of which goes back to the states on facilities hire. So, you know, uh, it, when we are doing our bit to deliver more children more active more often, all parts of the overarching objectives of Active 8, um, but we're having to continue to pay facilities hire charges. We do get a 50% discount, which is, again, great, but, um, you know, we feel we're, we're really providing a an opportunity that's particularly targeted at those children who, for whatever reason, um, you know, be it cost, be it transport, be it, um, you know, just difficult family situations, we target those children to come to On Your Marks. We don't say no to anyone. Um, you know, we've put on um, minibuses from the Genet Estate, from St Martin's, to bring those kids to On Your Marks. We run our own minibus um, to pick up some um, kids who wouldn't normally be able to access it. So, you know, we're, we're really trying here to, to target those children, but the costs of us hiring the, the school facility, because we hire up at um, St Sampson's High, is pretty costly. So, I mean, again, it's just it's a barrier that's being put in the way that yeah. doesn't necessarily yeah. exist. If, if that barrier didn't exist, uh, and we didn't have to pay um, the facilities higher charges, um, we would break even on that now. Whereas at the moment, even with uh, the income that we get from charging the children the £5 uh, a morning, the income we get thanks to SIF, um, our costs for delivering it still, you know, we, we've got to find some money from somewhere else to be able to continue to deliver it. If those facility hire charges weren't there, we'd probably break even. And so the, you mentioned there were three parts of that review. Yep. So that was part one, part two? Yeah, part two was about um, a centralised booking system, um, which again is still not there. Um, we believe that some progress has been made, but um, yeah, it's still two different places to hire states sports facilities. So you have the Beausajour and then you have education. So, and that would all be about the ease of hiring and rationalising. Yeah, and, and I think just the tech. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that's squarely in ESE's gift. And then the, the final part of it was the Les Osway campus and coming up with a new uh, or um, a, an, an appropriate operating model, um, you know, to ensure that what they were going to build down there was appropriate for community use and outside of the hours that it was going to be used um, uh, by the Institute and, and post-16, it could be available for the community. So that is particularly with regard to sports like netball, volleyball and basketball, who hire as much as they can uh, in terms of the sports facilities here, but um, 
are always looking for more court space. So we've, we've seen today uh, the amendment coming in on, on the yeah. Os Osway campus. Um, the indications there is like potentially a new direction of travel looking at voter jour as well as part of the answer. Has, has the Sports Commission got a view on that at the moment? Um, we haven't discussed it as a team yet and, and we only found out what everybody else found out. I would say that probably number one, we're disappointed that the sports facilities as originally planned don't look like they're currently going to be delivered. We understand the reasons behind that, of course we do. I think what they're talking um, with regards to Beaux-Ajour was very much about um, the sort of curriculum delivery. So, you know, the po post-16 students having access to some kind of sporting experiences as part of their their curriculum or, or their enrichment um, programme. Uh, great. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, I don't know, but I would imagine there is space and capacity at Beaux-Ajour for that. I guess what will be interesting will be the ch any charging model uh, that goes around that. I think our drive, though, is still, we know that there is still that need for those three sports in particular to have an appropriate indoor space. Um, and currently, I, with both of your facilities as they stand, you know, it's not going to deliver uh, what's required. And I think even looking at that amendment, even if anything happens, it would be quite a long way it's, down, it's down into the next states isn't yeah. that and even further beyond that once yeah. you start looking yeah. at the capital yeah. capital program what what's the ideal scenario um i think we've always said as the sports commission what is needed is is another com uh, sports hall space um whether that could be here i mean it makes sense if you if you look back to the education development plan it was going to be at the mar um you know various sort of iterations of it um, we still we still believe there is still that need for that appropriately sized, and I think that's the really key message here, if they build something at Les Osway and they build it too small and it's not appropriate for community use by basketball, netball and, and um, volleyball, then we would question the value for money of that. So, you know, there is still a need, absolutely, for that indoor sports hall space of the appropriate size. And could Beaux-Ajour provide an answer? I don't see why not. Um, not within its current facility. Uh, there would need to be something somewhere, it makes sense for it to be up here, um, that could be built. It could be done in a public-private partnership. Um, you know, we're always exploring ways of that. Let's not, you know, forget that, um, you know, private investors have produced some really fantastic sports facilities um, here in Guernsey. You just have to go down to the Aztec Centre and places like that to see that massive investment and those places are fantastic they're busy um you know so it 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 could be possible to have something here and we would want to be involved in any discussion around that to ensure again it's about having it the appropriate size and we're not talking something where you know you can have 400 people watching a basketball match you know um 50 people watching a basketball match is great but, but it's about thinking about you know, what that space is, what it's there to do, how it's going to work, does it have the appropriate runoffs? Um, you know, you've got um, the under-19 netballers playing in the Southern League or whichever league it is they're playing in. You know, when they come here, they have to take the whole of the um, Sir John Loveridge Hall to have the appropriate runoffs and to, for people to be able to watch. Um, again, I think if we had a indoor facility that was the appropriate size, maybe with some bleacher seating, actually that... You know that would do it. 
And we're talking here on the, on the back of uh, the Sports Commission's 2023 annual report mm -hmm. coming out. Are there any highlights in that that you particularly like to... Gosh, so many highlights. Um, I think 2023 was a fantastic year for sport in Guernsey. I mean, the Island Games, wow, what an amazing event. Uh, really bringing the community together, really showing what sport can do in terms of bringing the community together. And it's almost like we want to make sure that that um, excitement, that commitment keeps going, that there is a legacy from the Games. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some improvements in facilities um, in the run-up to the Games. We need to make sure that those facilities are still appropriate and, and being looked after properly uh, and all that. I think in terms of other highlights for the Sports Commission, um, we have the 10th Youth Games. Again, you know, thanks to Specsavers who um, have continued to support that. Um, you know, we get no, no money from the States for that. <laughs> we get a bill. For the sports facilities um, but you know something like that where you've got 700 kids trying something new having such a great time making new friends that's got to be a highlight our events in general are always a highlight sport in the library sporting achievement awards last week um, our family fun day you know all of those things I think I know they, there's a lot of work in getting them up and running but when you see so many people having a great time and enjoying sport that's fantastic. Sports vouchers is another scheme that is funded through Activate. Um, and regardless of whether we get our funding for Activate, it's so important we will find the money to be able to continue with it. But I think it's around, last year we did around 145 sports vouchers. And those are for children and young people um, in education who, for whatever reason, might not be able to afford their football fees or subs or joining the boxing club or gymnastics. Um, and we work with a lot of other agencies, so school nurses, social workers, family support services, to identify children, um, you know, who would benefit from a sports voucher. And um, as I say, 145 given out last year, and that's 145 kids who perhaps wouldn't be doing sport. So I think, again, that's a real fantastic success story of something that came out of um, Activate. And, and in general terms, why is sport important for the island? Gosh, um, I mean, I think you, there's a wealth of evidence um, globally that, that shows you the value of sport uh, in terms of mental health, physical health and well-being. Um, I think if you invest in sport, the return on investment, Sport England would say for every one pound you invest, you get nearly four pound back. Um, just in terms of, you know, the long term health of the population. Um, and it's not necessarily playing sport. Um, you know, we've had a big focus on governance and safeguarding in sport over the last few years. We'll continue to have that focus, but there's opportunities to get involved at board level uh, in sports, coaching, volunteering, marshalling, um, you know, and just being made to feel like part of an organisation and, and, you know, not sitting at home, not doing something. Uh, so I think that there is just that wealth of evidence that being active and playing sport is just good in so, so many ways. That was the cool down. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe for more. You can find all our sports news on gsy.bailiwickexpress.com and on all our social channels. Sign up to our daily email to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does.